I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Vicky Patterson's Secret 2, part two, with the fantastic Andrea McLean. Welcome back, buddy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, I- I've got to ask, I've got to ask, it's such, a- I actually feel like it's a bit of a boring question compared to all of the other fantastic ones I have, but there must be a secret to this. You look insane, mate. I'm just staring at you now, like, nobody can see Andrea at the minute, right? But I... I, for some reason, I've got like a tracksuit on that makes me look a bit like a vicar. I don't know. What, what, I, have you noticed? It, I, I don't know if you guys have noticed it, but it's it's so high necked, and I really do look look like a male member of the clergy. Um, but <laughs> Andrew, on the other hand, simple black shirt, like beautiful tousled locks, stunning skin, petite, fantastic body. Like, tell me the secret to why you look so nice and brilliant and wonderful on this podcast, and I just look like a sweaty little man. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you look so good all the time? I don't look good all the time. I'm in my office and I have good lighting. I've literally got these two light things ahead and I put some makeup on. And then also, look, this is how honest I am. Can you hear that noise? I can. She's you got, know what's happening? Hair extensions are coming look, out, guys. Look, there, look. Stop it. That's how my hair looks nice. It's not my hair. Oh, I mean, still look. <laughs> and you are a mega babe. I'm still not, I'm not taking this like whips hair out and all of a sudden is <laughs> the geeky girl in school. No, you're still a straight 10. <laughs> Even your body, Andrea, like how do you stay fit? Like well, you must do a whole load of stuff, do you? Because you and Nick are quite into your fitness, aren't you? That's a, for everyone who doesn't know that's Andrea's lovely partner. Nick is a lot more into his fitness than I am. Um, and he always has been. He he literally looks like a men's health model. Oh. He has an incredible body. He's a lovely and bit of kit, mate. I've, I'm not he, I'm not <laughs> cracking on your fella, but he is a lovely bit of kit. <laughs> <laughs> but he he works at it every day, not in an excessive way, but he will do at least 15 minutes a day of something, you know, press ups and what have you. And he watches what he eats and he's he deserves to have the body that he does because he works really hard at it. Um, I'm. I, I like exercising. I like how it makes me feel, but I don't do it every single day. But what I do do is I try and move every day. So like this morning, I went out for a long dog walk. I just took the dog for a, a, a long walk, put my wellies on, stride out. I don't mind getting wet, being in the rain. I quite like it, actually, as long as I've got my, my coat on. Um, and I try and do something that moves every, I move every day. I mean, sometimes literally I just put a song on and just jump around. 
dance about a bit um, but I do go to the gym I do mm. like going to the gym we you know we go together but when we get there I literally put my my headphones in and I go bye I don't want to mm. see your face for an hour <laughs> because he'll do different things to me yeah. and I like to do my own bit do my weights and all that sort of stuff because I like how it makes me feel afterwards I, I mean I've been through that thing of you know wanting to be a certain size a certain shape and and look a certain way um and I know you've been through that yeah. as well but I think that you know I, I, and I again I've also been through that thing of looking in the mirror and your eyes instantly go to the bits that you don't like yeah um, you know, for me, I'm covered in scars. I've had so many surgical procedures uh, for gynecological reasons. You know, I had, I had endometriosis, so I had operations for that. I had three hernias in, on my abdomen, uh, so I've had different surgeries for that. Mm -hmm. I had to have a full, um, uh, basically huge internal surgery uh, because of post-pregnancy complications. I then had to have a full hysterectomy. My stomach is covered and puckered with scars. So for me, you know, I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is look and go, ugh, look at them. I've trained myself now yes. not to do that because I realize that's such a female thing where the first thing we do is look at what we don't like. So, and I realized Nick doesn't do that. He looks no. in the mirror and goes, you look great. <laughs> but women don't do that. No. So I said to him, if you were me and you were looking in the mirror, what would you say? And he was like, babe, you've got great tits. I was like, <laughs> great. That's what I'm going to say. So now I look in the mirror. <laughs> like, I do, I look and I go, do you know what? You really have got great boobs. <laughs> And that makes me happy for the rest of the day. It's fine. And I look so, at what works. So it fucking should. You have got great tits. Nick's right. <laughs> Own it, mate. Oh, that. Do you know what? But you're so. That's such a like a correct and astute observation. Like fellas do. They'd wake up in the morning. They look in the mirror and go, "Yeah, good, good guns." like nice jawline like they do they completely That's focus it, yeah. on the positives they build themselves up and a woman bounces out of bed and after she's done everything she had to seen to the kids fed the cat made sure everything else is all right she then looks at herself and by that time she's already ready to say things wrong and it's so frustrating to me that we do that to ourselves that even before society, even before gossip mags, even before you've stepped out the door, we are the problem. We are the ones tearing ourselves down. Yeah. And I hate it. I honestly hate the, the it. Way, the way I see it is, you know the film Mean Girls, you know, yes. from, from years ago? We are our own mean girl. Mm. We, are, we are our worst mean girl. And, and, and how I now see that sort of voice in my head. You, I don't know if you do this, but when you get in the shower, that's when the mean girl appears. And the mean girl is sort of whispering and going, do you remember yesterday when you said that thing and you thought you were really funny and nobody else laughs? That's because they all hate you. And do you know how yesterday when that happened? That's because you're really bad at your job. And today they still hate you and you're going to be really, really rubbish. And actually, you know that thing that you're trying? That's never going to work because you are useless. And by the time you finish shampooing your hair, you're thinking, why am I even trying? I'm so rubbish. You're a mess. You're, 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 a, you're a, literally a hot mess. And so that's I've why I out. end up sitting down in the shower. I end up sitting down in the shower, just rocking back and forth, like, ah. We have all been there. We have all been there, sitting in the shower, crying, rocking back and forth. We've all done it. Because we've replayed an argument in my head and we still didn't win. 
that's where I'm at. And the argument gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then, and, and yeah, and then, and oh my God, why didn't I say that? And all of these sort of things. So now I just think, I literally say it out loud, shut up, I'm not listening to you. You silence that inner critic. <laughs> so what I was saying is you call it a mean girl. I call it my inner critic. Well, I mean, life coaches told us to call it that. Um, and it's, it, it is exactly the same thing. Like you just unnecessarily beat yourself up and torture yourself over little things. And when I've been to the gym and when I've had a good day and I, I'm not on my period and I'm not missing me, ma'am, you know what I mean? And, and I haven't had any negative comments on, on Instagram. I can... I can be louder than my inner critic and I can silence her and I can say like, listen, you've got no place in my day. I'm, I'm, I'm having a good day, just fuck off. But when I am missing me mum and I am on me period and there has been a couple of nasty comments on, on like Instagram and me and her and aren't getting on, when all of these things add up, then my inner critic's voice just roars and I do, I, I, I let her affect me day and it's, it's hard, isn't it? It is hard to constantly be like robust and, and be strong and, and be louder than that voice inside your head. I think uh, it is. It's, it's really, really hard. But I think the, the reason why I don't call it an inner critic, because then that attaches it to me. And it, 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 then it, it almost is my voice talking to myself. So for me, it's easier to think of it as a, as a mean girl, something that is, is not from me. So then it's easier to go, do you know what? You can just shut up. I'm not, I'm not listening to that anymore. And sometimes I literally put my hand up and go, no, I'm not, I'm not listening to that anymore. I'm not talking about that anymore. Just stop it. And it, it's, you know, whether you want to visualize, and I'm a very visual person, so I like to, it, it helps so I can see something in my head. So whether it's a mean girl and you imagine some horrible person at school or someone really ugly that, you know, looks like a Roald Dahl character, or whether, even imagine them as a toddler. You know how toddlers are always going, poke, 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 <laughs> poke, and you just go, no, I'm not doing, I'm not doing this. And the toddler goes, me, and wanders off. Mm -hmm. However you choose to picture it, as long as they walk off and leave you alone, that's, all that matters. I like that. I like that. You're distancing it from yourself. That is a very good tip, Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, silencing your inner critic, your mean girl, your Regina George, whatever you want to call her, is the very tip of the iceberg of the things you've managed to achieve and overcome in your life. And you recently just brought out a very exciting book. I can't tell anybody much more about it other than the blurb on the back because me fucking mom stole it. But why don't you tell her about your brand new book, <laughs> This Girl Is On Fire? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Carol. <laughs> we can get your mum to do this bit. <laughs> Guest book reviewer. Uh, brilliant. I hope she likes it. I hope she likes it. The book it. is called This Girl Is On Fire, How to Live, Learn and Thrive in a Life You Love. And basically how it came about was it's a self, it's an autobiographical self-help book. And the reason for that is, is that I think that we learn best through sharing stories. We understand more and we remember more when someone tells us a really good story rather than just an instruction manual of this is what you need to do to make your life totally awesome. That That's just literally dull. That's like a DIY handbook. Whereas if you share stories and experiences, people think, I've done that. I do that. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember this time where I did this, the same thing and there's this, this sort of shared experience. So it's, a, it's autobiographical to the extent that I talk about my own personal experiences, but it's the most, it's the most real and the most raw I've ever been because 
I basically I had a nervous breakdown last year and nobody knew nobody knew I like I say I'm the most polite well-dressed anarchist you could ever meet but I'm also the most polite nervous breakdown <laughs> person together person who's falling apart yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and because I'm the kind of person who if somebody asks me how are you I give them a big smile and I say I'm fine how are you tell me more about you and that's how I am and I I I think that so many women could resonate with this whole idea of you're too ashamed to hold your hand up and say, do you know, actually, I'm not fine. I'm not coping at all. Actually, I feel really overwhelmed. I feel anxious. Mine was a breakdown that came about because I hadn't dealt with things in my past that really I, I should have looked in the face and I should have addressed. And it all came to a, a massive, horrible head. And I ended up we call it in in our house, we call it face planting. I ended up, I just face planted, <laughs> fell down and couldn't get back up again. Yeah. And for me, the book came about because of, not because of the face plant. It came about because there was this person in, in our life uh, here at home. Um, they're just always moaning, always moaning. And you know, there's always that one person in the group who is always freaking whinging. We've all got one. We've all got one. Yeah. And she... She'd rung and it was on speakerphone and she was moaning about this this one thing that she'd been moaning about like a month before, mm -hmm. two months before, a year before, two years before, and nothing was ever her fault. It was always everybody else's fault. And every sort of solution we, we gave her, well, why don't you try this? Oh, I can't do that because of X, Y, Z. And I got so angry. I thought, I cannot listen to you anymore. And so this is what I do. Rather rather than saying something to, to someone, because I'm always so super polite, I went upstairs and I got my notebook out and I literally wrote down what eventually became the prologue to the book. And I wrote, shit happens, get over it. And I basically wrote down that this whole thing of, you cannot just sit and bitch and moan about how terrible your life is and do nothing about it. Because if you do nothing, nothing changes. So stop being that person. <laughs> I'm going through this huge life-changing traumatic event where I'm literally looking old trauma in the face and finding a way to deal with it. That's one thing to overcome. But most of us are dealing with paper cuts of life where it's tiny, tiny little things that are making us feel stuck, powerless, trapped, choking that we we can't speak up because we're afraid we can't change anything because we're we're we, we don't feel like we're confident enough all of these things so really i put together all the different reasons why you could maybe want to change your life and the whole book is just packed with different scenarios and then tips and little takeaways as to how you could do it and it's actually very sweary you know the first line in the book is shit happens <laughs> and there's it it talks a lot about my SAS experience, because doing SAS yeah. Who Does Wins, for me, was the catalyst for all of this happening. So there's a lot of effing and jeffing in the book, which I think people were really surprised at, because I'm the nice lady <laughs> who sits on the end in the nice dress and the high heels on the telly. But in real life... She swears like a sailor and drinks with Wookie Goldberg. 
<laughs> yeah, I do. I do. My, so, my, yeah. my listeners, my, my listeners will absolutely love it. And I know I, for one, I'm dying to read it. But I think what makes it special is you are, and you have always given the impression of being a very strong, polite, mild-mannered, like, just kind woman who's, who doesn't rock the boat. Like, Andrea, you just, you don't seem like you ever want to rock the boat. Like, even you mentioned your job alone on Loose Women is to make sure everything runs smoothly. And here you are, like, at, like, do you know what I mean? Just saying, fuck this. Like, I've held everything in too long. I've been through too much. Like, I am I'm ready to speak out. And I just think it's so brave. And I think you're going to help a lot of people as well. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, thank you. And I, I think that, interestingly, that the book's been out for um, a couple of weeks now. And what's been so incredible, I mean, I've cried reading the things that people have sent me. I know I've made a difference already. Thousands and thousands of people have brought the book. And of those, I mean, clearly not everyone's got in touch, but many, many of them have. And what the feedback has been is, I'm reading about me. This is how I feel. I'm I'm constantly saying, yes, I'm fine. And I'm not fine. I feel, and I feel embarrassed to put my hand up and say I need help because I'm a coper. I'm the one who helps everyone else. And, and then there's also people saying, I didn't realize I was the one that is just bitching and moaning and not <laughs> doing anything. And you've made me realize actually I need to pull myself up short and I, I need to stop what I'm doing. But, you know, oh my God, it's me. You were talking about me. Um, but mainly it's been, for me, I mean, clearly not every woman is like me and, you know, we all have our different personalities. I think that so many women, little girls are encouraged to be themselves. Little girls run around wearing whatever the hell they want to wear, saying what they want to say and everyone goes, oh, that's so cute. And then something happens when you get to puberty and everybody asks you to turn the volume down in yourself. Everyone asks you, oh, you know, just boys don't like noisy girls um stop stop showing off just because you're smarter than everyone else zip it nobody wants to nobody wants to hear it and that feeds in like acid it just drips into your consciousness so that by the time you're a young woman you have to be a particularly ballsy young woman to to ignore all of that and i think that most women in some form or another as they've gone through puberty, as they've gone into their 20s, they realize that what they're doing is they're acquiescing all the time. They're constantly, you know, I know we're supposed to, the edge of chivalry is supposed to let ladies through the door first. That never happens. In real life, that never happens. You know, women constantly, no, no, after you, would you like a cup of tea? And 
if if you are ballsy and loud, you're kind of looked down upon mm. because boys don't like noisy girls. Men don't like noisy women. And for me to get to the age of 51 and, and literally say, no, yeah. no, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired of being quiet. And I'm also, I've been so scared for so long of saying what I really think because of experiences in, in my past, because of relationships that I've had with some extremely toxic people who the consequences of speaking up were horrific. I've learned to keep quiet and I don't want to keep quiet anymore. And why should you be quiet? Like I know even just even just through like past boyfriends or certain relationships I've had, I am like a lot for some men, often too much and I'm too opinionated or I'm too bossy or at times even I feel like I'm just intimidating and I'll never dull my sparkle for a fella. Like I won't like there's that saying, isn't it, where it's like, um, you don't need to you don't need a smaller crown queen, you just need a king with bigger hands. Oh, I like that very much. I'm so pleased you do, but it, it me it just really makes me think about what you're saying. Like, as women, we, we probably are told to not to not show off yeah. and not intimidate men and, and not act too bright or too strong or too brave. All just because it scares others. But why on earth should we be forced to dull our sparkle just to make other people fucking feel better? Yeah. Well, I've spent many, many years of my life doing that. I've clearly had people with tiny, tiny little hands. Uh, and other things, I would imagine. <laughs> fucking hell, if they've got, if they're going to be that, if they've got complexes like that. Jesus Christ. But yeah, and I, I just wonder, I'm so sorry that you have had horrible people like that in your life, but what an amazing thing it drove you to do man yeah and I I it's that's how we learn you know and I somebody asked me recently you know if uh if you if you could meet your future self what what do you think she'd say to you and that really blew my mind because you know there's so often that you know you're asked the question what would you say to your younger self and you know more often than not you'd say things like it's okay hang in there it'll get better and things will sort yeah. themselves out and all this sort of stuff but i'd never thought of this idea of if you met your future self what do you think she would say to you and and for that it made me want to kind of raise my game and be amazing because i would hate to meet my future self and go oh my god is that how i turned out <laughs> And for me, I I really imagine now that's what I that's what I strive towards is becoming that future self. And what's so wonderful is yes, all these I have had some horrific things happen to me. I have had a a, a, a really traumatic time of it, and I've you know and, and and having a breakdown last year was a culmination of many many events. I'm so glad that happened. Mm-hmm. At its worst. I didn't want to live anymore. At its absolute worst, the pain was so intense. I couldn't take it anymore. I didn't want to be in my head. I didn't want to be in my body. I just wanted the pain to stop. For me now, I am so grateful that those moments where the the pain was like the volume had been turned up to 11, that that moment passed that the feelings I had and the, and the things that I was prepared to do didn't work. And that for whatever reason, the universe decided, no, you need to still be here. You're special. Because now I, 
I think of what my future self is is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I realize now that all those things happened so that I could be at the point where I am exactly right now speaking to you mm-hmm. and someone's going to hear this and it could change their life. That just makes my head explode with joy, makes my heart burst because I think I can make a difference to someone. And it's totally changed the direction of how I want my life to go. Mm-hmm. And now I've always been kind. I've always been a good person. But that's always so much, it's almost come at a price where I had to do that quietly Sac- and, and politely. Sacrifice other things that you wanted. The woman yes. you could potentially be in, man. Yeah, and now I don't want to do that. Yeah. Now I still want to be kind and good and full of grace and and loving and caring and sharing. But I want to do it in a fucking huge way. Yeah, because you're on fire, Andrea, mate. Yeah. You are on fire. Yes. What a great name for the book. I understand it all. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're Thank you. Welcome. Honestly, so through everything whether it be and I hope you don't mind me saying this but like toxic relationships whether it be mental breakdowns it hard times tough moments anxiety stresses everything you have got through them and you are a lot tougher than you give yourself credit for Andrew McLean you are a survivor mate there's no other word for it and I really just wanted to ask you uh, on Vicky Patterson the secret too we always get our lovely guests to divulge a little pearl of wisdom and yours has to be your secret to surviving what is it this is something that I didn't even realize that I did funnily enough it's been it was so instinctive that I didn't even realize it was a thing but it came out during SAS who dares wins mm. There's a there's a moment during SAS where I had to uh, I was coming down with hypothermia. Fucking I was hell, I you see my... that so casually. So casually. It's coming down with hypothermia. So hypothermia. hypothermia. What's that? That's when you're so freaking cold that you can't even think straight. And I was on the top of a cliff face and I I could feel I was getting ill, but there was no point saying anything because the only way down was to abseil face first off this cliff face. Mm -hmm. There was no point making a fuss because it had to be done. Mm -hmm. So there was a moment at 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 the top of this, it's starting to sleet. Literally, you know, a storm was coming in. It was windy, the conditions were terrible. And I literally had to lean into my fear, which is it's a, it's a term that's used all the time, sort of metaphorically. I literally had to lean into my fear. I was leaning face first off this cliff face, mm-hmm. terrified beyond my wits, but I knew there was no other way to get down this mountain. And all I kept saying over and over out loud mm-hmm. was keep going, mm-hmm. keep going. Mm-hmm. And I was chanting it to myself. And, and if, if you ever look, uh, back at, 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 at this moment I chanted it to myself all the way down all the way down all the way down until I got to the bottom and literally one of the guys it was Ollie I think he was unhooking me and he started laughing and he went you don't need to say that anymore you're at the bottom and I was literally delirious and going keep going keep going but the reason I'm telling you this is because I realized that's what I've done my whole life mm. is I've just had this mantra of keep going and it doesn't matter whether you're taking huge strides mm. or whether you're taking tiny baby steps as long as your momentum is carrying you forwards mm-hmm. you are moving in the right direction and you are moving further away from whatever it is that is causing you pain and hurt and distress and you are moving towards something that is going to bring you lightness and, and light so that's my survival tip for anybody it doesn't matter what it is that you're going through I mean yeah. it's highly unlikely that you're going to be on top of a cliff face leaning into your fear <laughs> <laughs> if it is good luck 
fuck? I'd say, you know, shut your eyes and <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> <Hope> for the <laughs> best. <laughs> but my advice for you to survive is just keep going. It doesn't matter how small, just keep moving forwards. Oh, that is absolutely beautiful, Andrea. And so bang on, like more often than not, we're so obsessed with huge moves and running away from pain and not allowing ourselves to take a breath and feel sorry for ourselves or feel our feels in general. But I always believe like have a moment if you're down, if you're sad, if you're struggling, like reach out to someone, but don't beat yourself up. Just know that you, like these little hurdles that happen to everyone and as yeah. long as you are staying trying to stay positive and trying to keep moving forward your life better things will come to you and I, I, it, yeah I and they won't come if you stay still if no. you if you sit perfectly still they won't ring on your doorbell you you do need to to leave that fetal position but i'm a big believer in exactly what you just said allowing the pain to hurt you know i have, I have teenagers in in my life <laughs> not just random ones they're my kids <laughs> <laughs> so i found these two t- 17 year olds <laughs> yeah just i just found them i thought you look like you could do with a warm bed um so no i have te- te- obviously teenagers in my life and teenagers are going through their own their own difficulties Challenges, and their own experiences yeah. and they're they're feeling hurt and love and all of these things for the first time and, and life hurts and so I've had moments where I've sat with my arms around, you know, my now six foot two son who's, you know, he's he's off now. He's gone to, to university, mm-hmm. but sat with him while he's crying because something's happened. And I'm a big believer in I say to him, this is going to really hurt. Mm-hmm. I can't sugarcoat this. Mm-hmm. You're going through something right now that is really painful. So let it out. Cry. Tears and snot everywhere. That's totally, totally fine. Embrace Eat it. the biscuits. Yeah. Watch telly. Lie on a couch for a little while and just, you know, wallow in it because it will pass. Mm-hmm. But you need to acknowledge that it's going to hurt for a little while. And then when you start feeling that little tiny, tiny chink of light coming in, what am I going to do about it? And the minute you start thinking, what am I going to do about it? Rather than just being in it, that's when you start feeling better because you're focusing on the solution, not the problem. That's the turning point, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a pivot. It's a pivot moment. But you do have to allow yourself and, and others to, to feel the pain because life hurts sometimes. Oh, it does, doesn't it? But it's always darkest before the dawn. <laughs> it is. That is true. That is true. And also, as a former weather girl, I can tell you, it also suddenly gets colder just as the sun is coming up and you think everything's great. Oh, my God, why is it getting colder? That is a meteorological thing, but it's fine. The sun will come out and it will all the air will warm and it'll all be fine. I can't help myself. I can't believe the old weather girl. Happen, I can't ha- believe you just ended this podcast <laughs> on a top weather tip. Thank you so much, Andrea. <laughs> My favourite loose woman. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest. You're brilliant. And for what it's worth, mate, I think you are definitely a woman on fire and a very tough cookie. Thank you. love doing this woman with Andrea because she is you know what some people might think she has a TV persona or whatever but she is exactly the same off camera as she is on she's so nice and I'm so pleased she's got that lovely fella now if, if you guys haven't seen her husband Nick like please make sure you go on his on her Instagram and stalk because he is a lovely bit of kit they're such they're absolute couple goals the pair of them <laughs> oh, 
I hope you guys loved that episode. I absolutely did. If, by the way, you are thinking to yourself, hey, I like that he's podcast, but I've got a great person she should have on, but she hasn't had on yet. Then why don't you let us know? And you can do this by leaving a review and also like giving us five stars. Why the hell not? But also, yeah, if you don't want to leave a review, you can email me at vickypattersonpodcast at gmail.com. We read all of the emails and go through and take everything you say on board. So please do, guys. Um, And in the meantime, yeah, just keep supporting the podcast. I hope you have a lovely week, everybody, and stay tuned for the new episode next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.